Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from Whitehall Learning. I am Martin Rövik and I'm here with my super duper really good friend Lars Roskil Henriksen <laughs> as always. Privet Lars. Privet Mr. Rövik, colleague, good friend, good to see you as always and good to be with our listeners and viewers out there. And no super we duper. We always start off. Well, sorry? <laughs> no super duper. <laughs> super duper. Everything, everything you said and more. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and now for the reminder of the purpose of the podcast, which is to help you learn GCD or become even better GCDers. We hope that today's episode supports you in that. If you are new to GCD, we always recommend you go back and listen to episodes one through six to get an introduction to the basics of GCD. That's the audio only version. So you can find that in your podcast player by searching for Vital Learning. Today's episode number is 102. And, um, Today's episode is about calendar and reference systems. It is. Um, we've been discussing different um, topics under these two, this umbrella, and we are going to um, touch upon use of calendar, how, when and how to use a calendar, practically, just any calendar, and look at the different, different calendar solutions out there that you can, might want to look at and how you can share them with uh, other people and how you can integrate the different calendars into different apps or at least the ones that we know of so it's going to be a practical episode around calendars and we've been talking about uh, reference systems we're going to touch on files and folders as a reference system and different apps that Lars and I are using and uh, trying to give you some of the best practices we've found to um, around those does that sum it up Lars I think so. And just to add on to that, um, this episode sort of, um, well, it follows episode 101. Uh, no, no surprise uh, there. But uh, but we're talking about how to, you know, pick the different tools that we would like to, to use. And um, this was sort of a follow up on that. So how are we actually, um, uh, you know, the different tools that a GTD would need to have available to them, this sort of follows, uh, follows that episode. Indeed. So should we just dive right into it? Um, what does the getting things done methodology say about the use of calendar? How and when should you use the calendar? And when should you not use the calendar? Lars. <laughs> okay. I was wondering if that was sort of a cover. rhetorical question or are you going to throw the ball to me? <laughs> I am. Going no, so we're, we're back at the good old, good old clarify step and we've decided that there's a next action to be taken on this. Um, something that takes longer than two minutes, we are the right person to, uh, to do it. So we want to capture that somewhere in a system that could be in our list manager, as we spoke about in the, the other episode about choosing the right tools. Um, or it could be in your calendar and we would use the calendar when it has to happen on a specific time or um, yeah, in your calendar. So three things go on your calendar as a GCD, time specific actions, that would be your meetings and stuff that shows up that has to happen on a specific time. Then we have day specific actions, which are actions that has to be taken on a specific day, but not at any specific time during that day. And lastly, day specific information. So that would be information that I would want to be aware on on any given day. So that could be someone's birthday or I'm staying at this hotel, here's the booking number. Um, and and the day specific actions would be, you know, I used to have to do my time registration as a consultant. I had to do that every Friday. Uh, so mm -hmm. that would be a whole, you know, a full day block in my calendar. Um, have to make sure that I have space for that uh, during during Friday so I can get that one done. Hmm. And just to take a, a little bit, uh, you know, step even further back uh, through before we talk about calendars, just to see how this fits into the, the, the five steps of GTD. Uh, step number one is uh, capture, which is um, um, capture anything that has your attention, write it down, whatever it is, somewhere that you will see it later. It then will then leave your brain and it will stay out of your brain if you then later at some point uh, between 24 and 48 hours uh, after uh, clarify, that is decide what you need to do specifically and granularly calling um, um, calling into memory the next action. What is the next action of 
this that move, will move it forward and then my desired outcome if this next action doesn't finish it what is that that is the clarify step but we are talking about now is organize so where do you put your commitments after you decided you need to do something about them and um, I don't know if you do this but I'm I'm trying to help people um, my coaching clients because I don't know if you uh, how does when you coach people uh, people are does do you have you ever encountered a full calendar and what would your <laughs> advice be for someone that has yes, a full wall-to-wall calendar yeah no at least it's yeah um a week ago i think <laughs> i most recently <laughs> saw a pretty booked a pretty booked calendar before we go there i have to correct myself um i said episode 102 and um, this did. is actually episode 103 because i was you know 101 that was holacracy with brian mm -hmm. robertson the tools episode would then have to be 102 so this is episode 103 so hold your emails uh, sorry um this is episode 103. <laughs> no um coming back to that uh, that full calendar you um, saw that in the calendar didn't you <laughs> it's just it, there was something that the math didn't add up so i had to oh, go back okay. and okay. Okay. go back and check um yeah no the calendar can be can be really tricky i think <clears> it's <throat> it's one of the more mm, let's say uh, one of the things that really varies in in coaching i think when we see and then also in people attending the seminars is that there will be a lot of difference in the volume of email and how much they have in their calendar so mm. it's i think it's it's um, I would love to sort of um, give a generic or, you know, really broad uh, suggestion for what you might want to do when it comes to calendars, but it really is, is so different from people to people. I have seen basically empty calendars. I mean, a calendar with one appointment in a week. I mean, that <laughs> it does not happen. Often most people have some meetings throughout the week and some people have that uh, very blocked calendar like you spoke about, but it really varies a lot. Um, same with, with email as we'll touch on in, in reference as well. Um, most people will say they get a lot of emails, but for some people it's 300 emails a day and some people it's 20, uh, 25 mm -hmm. emails. Uh, it really is a big, um, big <clears> difference. <throat> so, but coming back to your question, that full calendar, um, actually, uh, um, the thing that we spoke about in my roast, uh, most recent coaching was, was exactly that. So we had our initial call some weeks before we, uh, we met and we had a quick look at the, uh, or we spoke about the calendar, I think, uh, online. And, uh, I got that clear understanding that you just described that. Yeah, that's, it's pretty, it's pretty booked. So already back then, some weeks before I said, can you start to block some time for yourself? Can we start to put in some blocks so people don't steal them? Um, really, you know, go in there and, and carve out time, perhaps more than you think you need, because mm. we do need to find that time for you. So, so starting to to make some room in the calendar, because it can really be a, a challenge when you have that uh, that wall to wall calendar. Um, some of the things we walk through then, which would be very common in, in a coaching scenario when we have that full calendar, is to review those those commitments in the calendar. Do I actually need to be there? Should I actually attend this meeting or can I delegate it to someone else? Can I delete it? Can I get a summary uh, notification from, from my colleague or just, you know, drop by and let me know what they spoke about, anything I need to be aware of, um, that kind of thinking. So we try to try to clean that out. And um, yeah, in this case, it, it, it certainly helps. Uh, I'm guessing you've seen that before as well. Yes, yes. And th th that's the, um, especially when you work work with um, an executive um, mm -hmm. uh, of sorts uh, where they other people will take their time in their calendar without maybe not even asking uh, is it okay to just summons you to a meeting which is okay if uh, if it is necessary you need to be in that meeting and um, but if not make sure that you don't go to meetings you don't need to and there is some um, you, mm. you, you mentioned something that I thought I could um, tip the listeners on. I don't know if you're on an exchange server, um, Outlook. Um, the newer versions have both online and in the app the possibilities to set up uh, Viva. Viva is uh, help uh, trying to find you find time for focusing, focus time for you. Yeah. So it will. Uh, every week you can set up um, a rule system to say how many hours of focus do I need in a week and it will try and then go to the next week and block that to you and then the next week it will block uh, some time for you there as well for you to focus. 
um, one of the, the the worst practices uh, for any executive is just doing and no reflection. Mm. Uh, your job is to make decisions. If you do not reflect, you cannot do your job well. You will make your decisions from the hip and or from the gut. And those are most likely not the best decisions you can make. Do you agree, Lars? Yeah, certainly make make time for that. Um, and it's um, there'll be you know different blocks of times that that you would need, and it, um, it really depends from person to person how detailed they want to go in there. Um, for some people, uh, I've just seen people block out for you know just just doing work, and some people would go in and say, no, this is this is a block for defining work. Yep. So actually making room for those kinds mm -hmm. of, of reflections as well. Um, mm. So it, it, it varies from person to person. And of course, the weekly review, we have to find find time for mm. that as well when we, when we talk about the calendar. But yeah, making yeah. that kind of room is, is so, so valuable and necessary to make sure that you mm. can actually reflect and make those good decisions. Yes. And one of the things that I would suggest people to think about or reflect on is that um, um, what I do is, I'm not saying that how I do things are the right thing for you, but it might be an idea is that to, I never accept a meeting invitation before after nine in the morning is when I arrive in the office somewhere after, well, seven thirty seven something, um, I have an hour and a half for my uh, clarifying and organizing and today's reflection, what is the most important things to work on today and tomorrow and maybe the day after. So I start planning a little and that that avoids the getting dragged into something um, um, that you are not ready to be dragged into uh, in the morning. And <laughs> we have a uh, in the Nordic region, as you know, there is a uh, every now and then. Uh, I don't know if it's every three or four weeks. as a business partner meeting, uh, and that's on in my weekly review time. <laughs> I, don't <know>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know who ever decided that, but. Um, and, and that means that I have to to that week have to reschedule my my um, my weekly review with myself. Um, I normally start start a little earlier, so that I can get get that finished. Because then my head is really a lot clearer than if it's not, I'm not done my weekly review. Okay, so so um, we've told you what should go on the calendar. Um, some of the things that I've I'm just my calendar tips from my personal life is that sometimes I'm admitted to this before in the podcast. Sometimes I procrastinate a little. There are things what? I need. I, I, yes, I'm sorry, but this is, <laughs> I'm human. So, but it is, it is like this, that sometimes when you found, find yourself procrastinating a task or it's possibly that it's not well enough crafted or that is, it's not the real next actions and your, your brain, is stopping you from, from trying to do that because it evolves more thinking. But if you decided to make a good next action that you can move on it and still procrastinate and you think it is important and it should be done and it's kind of urgent, then my remedy is put it in the calendar. So for instance, one of the things I normally need to schedule for forcing me to do that is to record videos with me. <laughs> like the podcast goes well because now we are two people we are committed to do this yes. and it's on uh, both audio and video and then uh, you know uh, it's a certain level of um, well we've done a hundred plus episodes now so I'm not uncomfortable with the medium but when I try to do videos for you know um, marketing and, and such that is not a fun part that is really tough and hard work <laughs> and uh, so I, that that goes in my calendar. Do you have something that you um, procrastinate that you put in the calendar, Lars? Or you, you know, you, I don't procrastinate more. That just does no. not happen for people from from Denmark. Um, <laughs> no, um, I'm so full of it. No, actually, I. <laughs> the uh, no, the calendar things. I think for me. Um, I, I actually don't use the calendar as much like you do, but it's not because mm. I don't procrastinate or that I don't need to, to push myself to do some things. Um, I just, I tend to, I, I will still put things in the calendar, but I still need to train myself to be more um, strict 
in following what mm. you know smart last planned and put in the calendar there's still yeah. some part of present last that says yeah but but I know better. <laughs> I know stuff now <laughs> that, that we didn't know back then. Um, so, so there is still that debate going on in my head when I see something pop up in my, uh, in my calendar. So, um, mm. no, I still use that. Um, but, but for now I am, um, I will most times still have it in my, my list manager and then present last can, can have that decision, even though I've sort of highlighted to myself that this is what you need to do. So, um, mm. it's probably just a trick for myself, but the, mm. and that being said, that's for most of the stuff, some things will still go uh, on the calendar to uh, to get done. Mm. My, my little trick when it comes to this procrastination thing is that I don't do I don't plan ahead more than maybe three two three days maximum mm. because I know things will show up that change the landscapes and if I if I plan too long I uh, long ahead it it becomes a um, a source of disappointment because I have to move this. Uh, mm. I didn't plan well enough. So I'm trying to plan, be flexible enough and uh, plan so that I get the things done that I need to get done, but I'm not committing to do that far into the future. There is an exception from that is, for instance, like you, when you have some, you know, hard deadline next Friday, you have to finish this project because it's on Saturday it will happen or the next week it will happen. So, um, and then I set aside time in uh, further into the time. So one of the things I'm, I'm teaching my clients is use the Eisenhower matrix when it comes to when you clarify and organize just a little extra step that might help you understand, does it go on the calendar or does it go on my lists? And I use the Eisenhower matrix is uh, just, um, you know, um, what is that two by two uh, matrix mm -hmm. um, where the two upper parts is is it uh, is it urgent and important or is it uh, important not urgent so so I say that if it is important and urgent it should go on the calendar or it should at least you should consider putting it on the calendar um, if it takes more than like, if it takes 15 minutes, it should be on your calendar or 15 minutes or more. And um, if it is um, important, but not urgent, it should go on your lists. Does that make sense to you, Lars? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, mm -hmm. I haven't actually used that myself. Um, but mm -hmm. you know, people will, will sometimes mention it and we'll, we'll talk through it. Um, but most of the time, my experience is that they will have a sort of, they kind of know where where mm. it should go um but mm. of course that will vary from from client to client mm. yeah no but it, it it is helpful when you clarify what the next action is is that you know does that go on the calendar and uh, i have a lot of or some clients who don't have a lot on their calendars and then deciding that this is urgent and important i should put it on the calendar has unstuck them from a lot of you know further procrastination uh, mm. or, uh, in not doing things so mm. Okay, so I think we covered, you know, the use of the calendar, what goes there and how, um, how you clarify things on the calendar. So mm -hmm. let's get a little more, you know, tooly. that is uh, looking at the different tools. So we have some, some, uh, let's go to birds, bird, um, bird side overview. Um, you have different services uh, for a calendar and there are two main ones. Um, there is Google Calendar and you know the the Microsoft Office 365 or is it still Office 365 or is it just Microsoft, Microsoft 365 now? I think. Microsoft 365. Thank you, uh, uh, Microsoft, for keeping us on our toes by changing names all the time. Thank you. Um, um, I'm sure, of course, you have to evolve your services. So I'm joking, but okay. So but and then you have the you know the the non all the you have some hosting services that has, um, what's the name of that? Um, not pop calendar, but what's the name of that? It's a service on the, it's a protocol on the server where you have files and folders and you look like you are an IT consultant. You should know this. <laughs> no, IMAP, there he comes. Yeah, IMAP, which is the a way to do calendars a little bit more um, better than, you know, um, that's sync of your calendar. So that's if you look at um, IMAP as, you know, generic 
hosting service have this and then Google and uh, Outlook it's probably the um, sorry of Microsoft 365 are the two three biggest ones do you agree do you have someone to add that you've uh, no I actually thought IMAP was just for email so that's why I didn't <laughs> didn't mention it but but other than that yeah I completely agree um, and and what we most commonly see Outlook and uh, and uh, and Google that is as basically all we come across uh, I did come across Lotus Notes, I think, in my very first seminar in Denmark back mm -hmm. in 2015. But other than that, it's been pretty much uh, Outlook and, uh, and Google Calendar for the rest, I think. Yes. And what is then, uh, so you have two, maybe three different options for, you know, calendar, let's call it backend or service. But then you can put that into a lot of different um, apps and and, and um, uh, operating systems like you can have it on the on android and on an iphone you can have it on a, a pc or a mac or a linux linux box and there is um, a heap of different um, calendars calendar apps that handles um, both integration and sharing of of your calendars differently and uh, some of them have like Gmail has the possibility for you to, to add calendars from other users within your organizations, like that could be policy-wise, or you can add it just by asking this person to share their calendar with you, and then they, it will show up, or it could be a link you can click and you can be added, so you can see that person's calendar. But let's, I suggest we talk about calendar apps. What, what are you, first, what are you using uh, in your, you know, everyday life, Lars. Um, so yeah, so I'm on the um, the iPhone, um, and I both have the um, the Apple Calendar and uh, and the Google Calendars installed. So mm -hmm. I will need both for different things. If I am on the go and I need to see your calendar, for example, I need to have the Google Calendar available, so I can go in there and, and find you. I still haven't found a way to do that on the the iPhone Calendar reliably. At least sometimes you show up, sometimes you don't. So I don't have uh, have you in there. Um, on that one, I also have my uh, iCloud calendar, so that's perhaps worth mentioning as well for some people who might yes. be using those. Um, I don't use them much. I use them for the very rare occasion where I need to throw something in a calendar that um, that someone who has access to my calendar should not see. So in, in, in practical terms, that is when I need to go and buy a Christmas present for my wife. I think that's uh -huh. basically the only items that you will find in that iCloud home calendar. Uh, other than that, I don't, I don't use that. Um, but they have sort of two different uh, <laughs> <laughs> tips, tips for people out there. Um, no, so so I use them both, both with regards to actually accessing those shared calendars. We have a lot of shared uh, calendars as well in the family. We have. Uh, both for myself, uh, personal and work-related, for my wife, the same. Mm. We have for our boys as well, for their play dates and uh, soccer practice and, and all that. Um, so there are some pretty pretty heavy calendar uh, gymnastics going on on the, on the personal side of things. Um, and same for work. Obviously, we have mm. to coordinate uh, these meetings that, uh, you know, that we've set up to record these uh, podcast episodes, meetings with clients, etc. Um, so the way I have... The, the one way to use them was to access those shared calendars. The other way to use them is that I, um, I again, as I've mentioned a million times during the last 103 episodes, is that I really try to limit how much information I'm presented with. Um, and that can yeah. often be a challenge in the calendar to make it easily more more simple because either I want to see mm. everything or I want to see just my own stuff. So that is actually how I use them in, in, in practical terms is that I will open one um, I will open the typically the iPhone built-in calendar for just seeing my own stuff, so personal calendar and work calendar, and I will open the uh, Google calendar to see everything, get that uh, full overview of everyone's calendar uh, and, and, and other things like that. Um, so that is how I use them, just to make it make it more simple for myself to get an overview of what do I need to know and not know that my son is playing soccer once again this uh, this afternoon. So that is how I uh, how I use it. How uh, how do you how do you use it? Or do you use anything different than the uh, the standard ones? No, I I, do, I use on my iPhone. I use the, um, the same setup as you do, but that's the, a mixture of um, the 
calendar built-in calendar app and um, the google calendar since we are on the google end of back uh, system for calendar and email that's uh, a good choice for me because it is um, it, I can then see, as you do, uh, see all the calendars of the people that's in the organization at, at a glance. It's easy to, to access that information. And um, another added uh, benefit is that you, if you, um, in the Google Calendar um, setup, um, add... I just want to see if I can do that quickly now to see if that's possible, actually. Yes, I'm now a little... See if I can yes if i make a new yes because i can then the calendar integrations that you can do in google um, is that you can integrate conference uh, solutions so we use microsoft teams for some clients and some uh, other uh, we use zoom uh, <clears throat> and that calendar integration is inside the, the calendar app so that i can i can schedule a zoom call with a client by the click of a button inside the, the google uh, Google um, Calendar mm, yeah. app, which is something you cannot, or I haven't found a way to do that um, outside of, uh, or sorry, inside the, the Calendar uh, app from, from. You can Apple. just use FaceTime, Martin. That's Apple Sensor. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, don't want to get me, you started on that one. <laughs> no, don't, don't go there. Well, well, I like FaceTime. It's really good, but it is more for personal, uh, you know, um, yeah. private calls and not for your professional calls and um yeah no um and um so so what i've done is i've i've disabled all the notifications for the google sorry the the the, the um, apple calendar in 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 my phone and enabled the notifications for for google calendar and the reason why is because i don't want them to double and um one of the things i've i've found that um I, I'm curious to, to to how you solve this because you can uh, integrate or um, um, for instance, if you have a, a calendar for your a personal calendar for your wife that you would like to see in your calendar so that you can turn it on or off or you have a, like a family calendar that you won't turn on, on and off. Um, how do you do that? Because that can be done, as far as I can understand, in two levels. One at the, the service level on, on the website or in the app itself. How, how do you solve that, Lars? Well, that was part of the reason also to make the distinction between the two, because I want to only get notifications about my own stuff and not, uh -huh. not about the rest of the family. I don't need to be notified that my son's school starts in 10 minutes. And that's the kind of uh, notification that I would uh, would get if I wasn't careful about it. So hmm. um, I use Google Calendar to get the overview, Apple Calendar to only see my own stuff um, and yeah. only get notifications about that. And I've actually disabled notifications uh, all across the board except for my watch. Uh, so that is the only place that I will uh, will get those notifications, not on the screen, not on the iPad, uh, not on the phone, just on the mm. on the watch because I always have that uh, have that on me, and also as part of the new standby mode that actually came with the the new version, which is right in front of me now. Uh, it only shows my own calendar events that I'm talking to you now, and then mm. I have another appointment in uh, two hours and and things like that. So I don't mm. see all of those calendars. It only shows me what I actually want to want to see. So that's how I've I've how I I've done it. Hmm. Um, that sounds a lot like like I do it. And one of the things that I, I just want to say to people that if you are uh, buying into the Apple reminders as a system for uh, for your GTD, it might be good for you to look at some YouTube videos because you can on your phone. And I understand that not many people know this exists. Maybe I will shock even Lars. I don't think so. He's a little nerdy, <laughs> but you can actually when you are in your um, in your not sorry reminders app. You can tap and hold on a, uh, a, um, a next action. You can then, and then it pops out. You can then swipe up and move to calendar and then just drop that in the calendar. Did you know that? Mm, Is that yes. possible? You know that. Oh. <laughs> Good nerd. <laughs> no, but it is it is it is a way to for, for me to say that well, okay. 
if I if I need to get something done today, you know, the Morton the procrastinator is here, so so he needs a little stern talking to, and he listens more to his <laughs> calendar than to his uh, reminders app. So so then it goes on my it goes on my calendar from the the phone, which is not many people know. But what I don't possible. remember, how does it then link back to it, or how does it show up no, in your calendar? No, 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 it's it's, it's, it's going to be a, a standalone. Um, uh, no, well, you can link back if you, as I do, use a hashtag to 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 tell me which kind of project it is. It's kind of it's not a good link, but you can search for that in the calendar to see what's like a hashtag um, cabin. Then everything that has hashtag cabin will then show up on the calendar, and I can do the same in the where I can do if I do this on the on the Mac. I can do the spotlight search for that hashtag and it shows everything that has that as a calendar. Is it a, a, a reminder? Is it a note? Is somewhere? Is it mm. a, um, um, a, a file tagged with the same thing? So, um, yeah. So, so, but, um, but what I do to, to get around that is to remind me that this actually comes from the reminders app is that I have, um, uh, I don't know, you know, I'm sure maybe not all the listeners know this, but you can do a text replacement uh, on iOS and Mac is that you can then uh, you can, for instance, I uh, I have in Norwegian a check mark would be Hake and then I will make um, um, I have made a text replacement when I start, uh, write HHA, which is not a word, and then it would just replace it with the emoji. Uh, check mark oh. and then I drag it into the calendar just to tell myself this came from the Apple reminders and this is this is uh, where it came from so I know that when you finish you can tick it off as done like double mm. the pleasure <laughs> so I know that this is a little nerdy but okay. it is a way to, to get around this keep it simple but keep it uh, remember what you need to remember mm. yeah. so so not a lot of people that I uh, that you know, I talk to saying, "Well, I have a calendar; it's full. My, I can't get my, um, you know, I have different things I see." On, well, like for you, it's a blessing not seeing everything at the same time. And for some, they want to see, you know, more things. Like we have a family calendar, iCloud. How do we get that into the the Outlook? Um, how would you tell people to integrate calendars? Do you have a, like a, like, what would you suggest for a, for a client there? How would you integrate that? Well, it really depends on the system and what they, what they use. I think that that was going to be my sort of transition to the reference. So one thing to mention was mm -hmm. that you don't forget to share these calendars. It's actually pretty easy, pretty straightforward for the most part. There will still mm -hmm. be, you know, different requirements and, uh, and possibilities regarding your IT security and setup. What can you actually share? How do we actually yeah. do it? There will be custom systems sometimes where uh, I've worked with uh, doctors that would have, you know, a separate booking system. And were we able to get data out of that? No. Uh, so, so, and but in some cases there will be, you know, you can extract ICS files or something like that, and you can enable them and show them in, in, in Google Calendar, and you can, you know, you it's. I think it would be hard to sort of come up with any generic suggestions because there are so many, so many differences out there. But don't forget to um, don't forget to to share them and set them up in a way that uh, that works for you. Um, I have that was back in the day, and and perhaps not needed anymore. I used to have a, a separate application that would run locally on my machine to synchronize with a, a Google Calendar uh, somewhere out there because uh, this was at a time when we were not able to, to actually share these. So for those who might need that, uh, that software might be out there. Be sure to check it and, and vet it because obviously there, there might be some sensitive information in that uh, in that calendar. It can. and um, But basically, if you want to share a calendar, like you, have, let's say that um, you have a family calendar where you know the the milestones or the big things are like we go on vacation this uh, date and we um, we come back at this date and this uh, Friday we have family dinner we are you know the and then maybe specific for each of the children uh, so that they understand 
uh, where they can put things that when you know there is some school activity that I need to you need to know about and you know and uh, and, and what many people do is to do that in for instance iCloud or another service uh, like Gmail and then share those calendar as a link and then add that to whatever app you would like to see that calendar in and if you have given the rights of that calendar to just not read but also write to that you can edit the the, the different uh, calendar entries on the go that might be something that would be beneficial for people to to know that this actually exists uh, yeah, as a possibility absolutely mm. okay um i feel like we have exhausted calendars do you have anything to yeah add? I think uh, I think we have um, just yeah, remember to, to uh, I think taking a step back and really coming back to what we started with. Um, be sure if you have that busy calendar to take the time to clean out the calendar, because I, you know, I saw this recently with a coaching client last week, sit down there and suddenly instead of looking at that calendar, oh, I have to, you know, maybe I have to go to that meeting and I have to perhaps be there and I have to maybe, you know, the change in once we clean that up and look at calendar. Hmm, nice. I actually want to look at this. So again, does this list attract or repel you? That goes for the calendar as well. Take that time. And uh, in some cases, it actually doesn't take that long to, to go through. So certainly invest the time if you have that uh, busy calendar. Hmm. I have one pet peeve that I will, will pet peeve that I get back to um, time management. Um, there, there's, you know, I, I grew up with that word. I'm, I'm that old <laughs> where, <laughs> where, where people try to handle life on, 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 you know, like a paper planner and designed for that. And then, but the word time management is a uh, thing, you know, comes up, uh, not very often, but it comes up when we talk to people, yeah, well, this GGD thing is that time management. And I said, no, uh, that's not possible. You cannot manage time. Time is a constant. We are in it. You can't manage it. You're not God. But the only thing you can manage <laughs> is your focus. Uh, um, and and uh, so, so getting things done is about focus management. So, so what do I give my attention to when? Uh, and make sure that that is aligned with your purpose of life and your values and your principles. Um, and, and that is getting things done. So make sure that you use your calendar to manage your focus in time. That is probably the best way of explaining a, the, the purpose, g getting things done purpose of a calendar, manage your focus in time. <laughs> I don't know. Would you agree with me, Lars, or am I? Yeah, all, that makes sense. No, oh, no, that okay. makes sense. I love okay. that we were wrapping the calendar up on a, on a philosophical note and, and looking at the time, <laughs> this could have been a standalone episode. We should have just focused on the calendar, but we also wanted to mm. cover reference as well. Yeah. So, so moving on to, um, we have then files and folders, and I think I've, haven't we done a, um, a files, file naming, uh, and folder naming episode before? I think we you've, have. you've mentioned yours a number of times, and I remember at least listeners writing to us as well, commenting on, on using that as well. So, so yeah, there's certainly so there an episode is, out there about that. Yeah, I, 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 I go look in the archive. There is some, some uh, I have a filing naming convention that I'm using that is helpful for me to find my files after um, when I, and, uh, when I um, um, uh, file them away after, um, <laughs> when I save them. And, and the reason, just very quickly, um, there is, for me, if you are good at making uh, file naming uh, correct every time, you actually don't need folders. You can just be one big heap because search will then find them for you. You can create search folders or you can just search for them in your in your archive. And if it is, oh, it was in 2022, it was a receipt from, from um, Egon restaurant. Uh, if I want to find that, that is very easy because then it's 2023 receipt, Egon, boom, it comes. Not that I go there often, but it happens every now and then we go to that restaurant. <laughs> but, it, and, and, but most likely I will not save that somewhere. But uh, for, for, for reference material, it is um, uh, the idea of having um, an easy way to retrieve your information. And I think that 90% of um, retrieval 
uh, ease of retrieval comes with um, changing the name of the file, make it something that you actually can find and only file things that has value for you in the future. Don't file documents you will not need in the future. File only files mm. that you need to have in your reference system. So anything to add, Loris? You are doing it differently. I know. Tell us. Spill the beans. <laughs> No, um, no, I have some of the same. It really depends on what reference we're talking about. So, so if if I were to take a step back, um, we would often come across, you know, different things that need to be filed. Um, and what we spoke about earlier, we talked about the clarify flow and this being the organized step on things that we want to be able to get back to at a later stage that we don't trust that we can, you know, Google online. There's no need to save that manual because you know you can find it somewhere on online perhaps. Um, but I would, you know, be on the lookout for, for four different things. There will be perhaps physical notes. There will be those files and the corresponding folders, um, email folders, and then meeting notes and other digital stuff that, that might show up in, 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 in any person's world. Um, so for the filing stuff, um, no, I have a, a, a structure that I follow. Um, I don't have that specific naming convention. I don't struggle with, with finding the things. I think the, the search works well for me. Um, in rare occasions, perhaps it might be a challenge to find something, but overall, um, it's, it's pretty easy to, uh, to dig this stuff, uh, this stuff up. Um, if not, I can always uh, message you and ask you where, where do I find things because you, you do it for me. <laughs> you did not know, but I had this band all along. <laughs> I am your system. <laughs> Who needs AI? <laughs> you need an MR. A modern, yeah, modern you're, yeah, you're an MR, yes. Um, <laughs> Okay, so but uh, I, I do believe that the, the file naming is, uh, is a good thing and that has helped saving my both time and um, and bacon. So I find things and I find it fast, dark mm, with yeah. a file naming scheme. And I, I think I think my biggest yeah. challenge right now is that it happens in in different locations uh, because we have some mm. stuff on Google Drive. Most of it, there's stuff mm. I need to have handy more directly. For example, on the iPad, and my experience is that iCloud just is so much better integrated there. Uh, if I have presentations of a certain size, I'm not able to do it via Google, so I have to have some iCloud stuff. Um, I used to have something in Dropbox. I don't think I have anymore, but there'll still be some David Allen company things in, in, mm. in Dropbox um, for crucial learning things. There'll mm. be box-related items. Um, yeah. OneDrive, I think. Yeah. I don't think I have anything in OneDrive, but there might be some things over there. So having those mm. different services. And, and you know, in some cases, the search seems to work well across them, mm. and the app is running, and all is good. And in some cases, I, that, I think that is probably my biggest challenge in, in recovering and, and finding things. So which platform or which mm, pile yeah. is it in? Yeah. yeah, yeah, but and that's the same for. So my mom messaged me. Did she do that on? Was it a text message? Was it on uh, Facebook? Was it an email? Was it? I mean, it, it yeah. even goes for personal stuff as well. Yeah, that goes to 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 the point of uh, make sure that you are not having too many apps that you can get contacted mm -hmm. on. Yeah, too so. many inboxes. Yeah. Yep. Very very uh, common challenge. Scale them down. So. Yeah. But, um, um, I'm reminded of the, um, just f for the, the sake of people thinking, oh, does he memorize this file naming scheme? You know, the, 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 how, I, how I make this then the convention. No, I do not. I use um, an app called Text Expander. You can do that in text replacement, actually, in, um, if you want to in, um, in inside iOS. And there is tons of apps that are text expanders. So if you search for text expander PC, you will find for PC you know, alternatives. But it is that I have, a, I have a, a shortcut that I type and then boom, I get a box where I can then do drop downs and fill ins and it also automatically sets the today's date I can change that if I'm not happy I can also write you know the using that file naming convention so if you're into some of that once you save yourself some uh, time down the road by doing a good job upfront so make sure that the files that you are saving has a way that you will find them so mm. yes okay um, moving on to apps um, and I am using uh, today, I've, you know, we've been using different, you know, uh, OneNote used to be your 
uh, go-to for a lot of things before um, Evernote. We've used both of us. I've canceled that long time ago. It became a you know, the, the, I don't even remember, but the the slogan of Evernote at some point I don't know. I'm not sure what it is now, but they call they call it everything bucket. Mm -hmm. And that was exactly what it was. It's a big stack of ha. So mm -hmm. in getting things done, we, we talk about stacks Unless of Unless you were diligent about maintaining it, it quickly became that. Yeah. 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 Well, if you didn't, if, if, if I started without knowing getting things done, understanding that the things need to go in different categories, you, you can't have just a big bucket of ha. Huh? You will not find things in there because there are things you want to do something about something that's just reference something that is you know and, and you don't clean it's just a big mess it becomes the the garage you never cleaned out ever yeah. 20 years after it's still cluttered so um okay but um so so you know um apart from the tool itself it must be beneficial for your needs but you need to use it well if not it becomes just clutter do you agree mm -hmm. Completely. Um, but that's, you know, that that goes for for everything we talk about here. Of, uh, I think you said, uh, wrapping up last time, uh, uh, a fool with a tool is still a fool. Uh, I exactly. think that goes yep. for the uh, the reference systems as well. Um, it's it very easy to to overwhelm them. Um, I used, I think we spoke about this last time as well. That I had my system set up in OneNote, and um, mm. that can can work very well if you're very diligent about maintaining it. Um, which I think mm -hmm. overall worked okay for me, but just was a lot of work that I did not want to do. So that's why I switched. Mm. Um, I also seem to remember uh, Espen from from Norway. Um, having uh, shown a, an Evernote setup back in the day, which seemed very, a very nice uh, setup, uh, very mm. yeah, good overview, a nice and clean structure. So as long as you maintain it, then, uh, then uh, yeah, basically anything can work. Mm. Yes, and then um, the, um, the clear boundaries, clear definitions of what mm -hmm. go, goes where. So, but uh, today I am using, apart from files and folders, um, I'm using um, two apps basically for for reference material outside of um, files and folders. It's um, a database app called DevonThink, where everything that I have finished that is clearly just reference material that I need to be um, have re easily retrievable. Um, lives there and then I have for notes and thinking and um, sh short uh, reference materials lives in the Apple Notes app. So uh, I, the, the definition is when is something is finished, it leaves notes and then goes, goes into Dev and Think if it is um, um, value enough to be you know, archived there as future reference. So, so how do you use your app or what apps do you use? Lars? Yeah. So just wrapping up on the different types of stuff that might show up that need to have somewhere to go and live, uh, physical stuff, obviously have a, a nice digital, not digital, the physical reference archive behind me over here, simple, uh, A to C or O in, uh, in Danish, um, with the stuff that I need to retrieve, um, still use it on a weekly, monthly basis, perhaps stuff still shows, shows up and has to go there, uh, but not that much compared to all the other digital channels. Um, the other one worth mentioning, I think before we, we, we talk about the apps was also email. Um, obviously there are a lot of emails come in stuff that you want to retrieve. I keep it very simple, still have that one archive folder that I will then search for. So somewhat similar to my, um, my file archive, except that is where I will still use uh, use the different uh, different folders to navigate. Um, but when it comes to meeting notes and other digital stuff, uh, I still I used OneNote for a long time, so transitioned away from OneNote, using it as a GTD list manager, but still kept my support material there and uh, the digital reference material. So you will still find that in there, I think. Well, probably, yeah, it should be all cleaned out when it comes to support material. There should be nothing in there because that has now transitioned to the other app that I use more now, which is the Notes app, the built-in Notes mm -hmm. app for, for iOS. Um, and that seems to to work very well for me. I, so, so I still have my digital reference stuff in, in OneNote. 
um, and also my my coaching notes um, simply because I haven't migrated them. <laughs> so uh, I, I have those still over there with all the templates that I want to have for, uh, you know, uh, initial calls and follow up calls and virtual uh, coaching sessions and all that. So it still mm. uh, lives uh, over there and that works uh, works fine for me. Um, all the other stuff is uh, over in in notes and um, I have to say I'm, I've gotten really happy with the setup that I have uh, right now. Um, I don't know how you use it, but the way I've set it up now is that the notes, uh, the the default folder that that exists in the notes app, is also called notes, um, at least in Danish. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of my my inbox there. So if I if you and I have a meeting, um, which I did not have any sort of agenda for or already had a template for, I would create a new note. Um, so that would be my sort of digital inbox for for meeting notes. So I have a few in there from from meetings that we attended yesterday that I will walk through as well. The podcast notes that I have for this uh, podcast I have in there as well, so I can go through that and, and clean that out as we create the uh, the show notes, for example. Um, then I have my support material. And um, one of the tips that I picked up, I think you actually shared this with me in a previous episode, uh, talking about dragging from one app to the next. Um, mm. I, I uh, dragged, you know, dragging the um, note in my support material into my reminders app in the projects list uh, mm. will then give me a, uh, a link back to my uh, my support material there. So that seems exactly. to work uh, work well for me as well. Um, then I've moved my agendas there as well. So they're in notes now as well. I used to have them in my list manager. I actually like having them over there. Um, makes it easier for me to get an overview in my list manager because I don't need to see these next to my next actions because I only need to action on them when we have those meetings. And that's, so I would open the notes app in that case. Um, and it also gives me the opportunity to combine this with some of the stuff we spoke about in the holacracy episode episode 101 um and also to have sort of that um historical information we spoke about this uh, last time so i have one for new items that i need to talk to you about for example and then i have one for ongoing stuff that we spoke about last time or the time before that i just need to to follow up on and then all the the done stuff with the date stamps and other meeting notes from those uh, specific meetings so for now really really happy with uh, with that part as well um, so that seems to seems to actually work uh, work very very good, um, and also just the the scripts in there that I've started to create templates for podcasts or for client meetings or um, there are some coaching notes that are starting to to migrate mm. over there as well. Mm. Um, just nice and simple and easy to to set up and synchronize as well. I think that's a, a critical thing for for me across the different devices and um, notes seem to to do that well. Do you use some of the same uh, same approaches that I have uh, ended up with, at least in my practice now? Yes, yes, I do. Then, then uh, I well, I don't use the the notes uh, folder, default folder, as um, an inbox. Um, I use my reminders as an inbox. Um, uh, I don't use it as much for notes as you do. I think like in meeting notes or, you know, notes. I'm using my remark- Remarkable for mm, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that then goes from when that's finished, when, the, you know, either, either the meeting is over or the, the coaching is over or the year is over for me- meeting notes, then I will archive that as a PDF and then go, it goes into my database, Devon Think mm. database, yeah. so that I can retrieve them after. So... Because I'm I'm kind of like a hand hand writer more than <clears throat> anything else, but I use it. I use um, notes for and and if you haven't tried that out and you have an iPhone or you want to just dabble with it, it's one thing that I find it very beneficial is can be very good for capturing. Um, I am not using that um, on the go, uh, um, but for instance, you can then open an, a note and then just add uh, you know take a photo and put it straight into the um, to the note uh, you can also scan a document just from your phone directly into the note and um, and uh, that easy um, capture um, for instance I see uh, let's say you have a, um, a, a client meeting where there's somebody drawing on a, on a whiteboard you want to capture that for future reference then um, just to get that into your system very fast and easy and then just retrieve that in one place in one note that you can see everything that happened um, you can also scan your notes if you take paper notes just take a photo and then everything is in that meeting 
um, just giving people a way to think about this because there are some integrations. Even if you have a Mac and you're on your in the notes, you can use your phone to scan documents into your Mac Notes app. A lot of people don't know this exists, so but it, it does. Um, another thing that I use it for that I find it very beneficial is to use it for checklists. I have um, a checklist for packing. I have a checklist for for getting in the house ready before we leave, and it's shared with my wife, so um, she knows what I pack, so she don't need to look at what you know because the, the updates the the lists. And um, another thing that I find very beneficial is that if you have a checklist, I have my weekly review checklist, my uh, adapted list in there. And uh, one of the things that I like a lot is that when you tick something off, it still remains on the side. It doesn't go away like it does in the in the um, reminders app default. If you tick something off, it disappears. I just want to see where am I in this. And sometimes I, I skip an item and I want to go back and I just want to maintain the, the visual view. And then that's very easy to when I've done that. I just click inside the document. Uh, right click and then uh, unhook everything you know uncheck everything and it's back to um, before um, and I like that mm. um, I don't know if you do this do the same yeah so I still have my uh, checklist in uh, in one note that goes for my checklist as well for packing like you mentioned now and also for my weekly review that still resides in there but I do have a I think a someday maybe about uh, transitioning it over to uh, to notes uh, but the one thing I do use actually frequently is um, I started using some of the widgets that came came available so now I have a widget that shows me if I have anything in the notes folder because that would then mean that I have something in my inbox there same goes for the remote Reminders app, um, but the one I would want to highlight is the the daily checklist that I actually have started using quite a lot since um, since we last spoke about it. I think so. Um, somewhat resembles what I think we have shared before about this uh, checklist. I think you made once for a uh, for a GCD year with uh, stuff to be reminded about doing on a on a daily basis as you start mm. to, um, to you know work your GCD practice. And I've I've made my own in there that I actually almost use on a daily basis. Uh, looking for time-specific actions, day-specific actions, uh, a list of my inboxes, um, day-specific reminders in the Reminders app or in Pipedrive, our CRM system, um, mm. and a reminder for the different uh, next actions. What could I actually be be working on? Um, and it's just been helpful for me because I will, you know, as time goes by, I will tend to give too much of my attention to one list or one inbox, or uh, I will forget that I uh, recorded some things in the memos app uh, mm -hmm. if I don't have that list. So for me, it's it, it's a pretty simple list. It has, I think, 10, mm -hmm. 10 items. Um, mm -hmm. So it's 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 easy to get an overview of what I could be doing, what I should be doing, where should I go to look at what I could be doing. Um, mm -hmm. So it's been helpful for me to set that up. So that is where I find it helpful to have those checkboxes I can check mm -hmm. and uncheck. So I will uncheck them uh, in the morning, and then as I go through them, I will I will check them off. Oh yeah, the the memos app is empty, right? Yeah. Check done. Done. Yeah. 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 So that's the last thing I would probably highlight from my uh, my notes and uh, and reference systems. One of the things I would recommend for listeners who were triggered by what Lars talked about now, like a, you know a daily checklist for remind yourself that you are learning, getting things done, is to to a lot of the clients that I've had had um, chosen to I recommend it and I could chosen to continue doing that is to to create that somewhere and then print it. So you can create any notes and then just print it and have it as a daily or you know um, however you want to do that um, on your desk as a, a physical vis visual reminder that you are going to do some getting things done today because uh, mm -hmm. i don't know if you've seen that before but a lot of my clients uh, forget that they actually have a methodology that they want to learn and, and get good at so, so I am um, suggesting for them to try and to build that um, as fast as possible and make sure that when you try to build that, make sure that you use as little energy you need to. And then, then this is really low-hanging fruit for reminding you that, hmm, now that, that getting things done thing. Yes, I have a weekly review coming up. Do I have a checklist? Yes, it's on my desk. And uh, some of, some of the clients had really, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this to be really old school, but sometimes old school work. Just take a um, you know plastic folder um, 
and you should be surprised how many of my clients have actually done what I'm telling you now and tape that plastic folder to their desk and then put a small stack of um, checklist in there, pull out one every morning and do go through the ritual of clarify my email, look at my calendar, you know, all the things that you might want to do in the order that you think is good for you so that you can get your job done. So clarify and organize all my emails. Uh, it's a good good practice to do that uh, on a regular basis so so just to be reminded of that and you know have another plastic folder for your your weekly review for instance or um, you do that as you as you as you may but but um, the physical reminders are old school but they worked before we had a lot of all our commitments was not digital it was not hidden inside a screen or under a program or inside saved on some hard drive it was physical it was letters it was note paper notes and some of them have paper notes everywhere but at least they were physical so you can find them i understand people i've met a lot of people who have this you know stacks of what we call huh you know physical paper stacks of things they and and they of course they will say ah i know where everything is uh, I'm sure you do, <laughs> but that was a piece of your mind. So, so but, 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 um, and I understand why people have, you know, reluctance of letting go of that because it is a reminder of something that's not done yet that you might want to get done. So it's like a big stack of not only huh by huh being, you have not decided on what this is and what I need to do about it. If anything, so I just put it here and it becomes a, a stack of something, but, um, if you um, if you then decide what the nature of this beast is and then put it somewhere, it's you know calm, calm. But I understand people have have you know problems letting go. Now we are in the totally, oh, you know that's one ditch to fall into. Paper everywhere, you know, and and reminders everywhere. And the other ditch is um, only digital reminders and only digital system, which is. For some people, it works well, but for some, it is a good help to do part of getting things done on paper. I don't know. Have you seen some of that? Have you tried that out with one of your clients, Lars? Rarely. Um, it really tends to be much more digital, um, but but certainly always keeping that option open because, as you say, mm. you know, some things just do work better on on paper. And I still have my mm. paper notes uh, notepad next to me, and I still take uh, you know handwritten notes in in some cases for specific mm. things that I want to capture in that way. Um, mm. So so certainly yeah, something to keep in mind uh, as you build your system, and and maybe parts mm. of your system would actually benefit from being uh, being uh, analog. Yeah. And I've I found that the more, well, the, uh, the, the, this is, of course, uh, it is a trend, I think, that more executive you become, the, that is, the more, uh, more of a boss of a company you become, the more um, difficult it is for people to, um, well, some leaders don't have closed doors, they don't never close their door and, and then you lose track of if you're in the middle of your weekly review and you allow someone to, mm. to, to interrupt you, then where did you leave off? Then you forget all the weekly review, but if that is on a paper beside you and then you look down after this person leave your office and then have a look at that, no, oh, I'm here, okay, let me continue now. Not just because it is so easy to be rabbit holed and and um, hijack your 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 focus by someone else. So, so um, well, if it has any benefit for you, uh, write us at podcast at uh, vitallearning.dk <laughs> and tell us if you do. Podcast at vitallearning.dk. So I th I don't know. Do you feel that we have emptied this uh, box of as well. <laughs> the box of knowledge has been emptied. Yes. Um, if we went for for catchy uh, podcast titles, I think we we caught the the podcast title just there. Yeah. Um, no, I think we covered pretty much uh, pretty much everything. It was fun to just mm. dive into, and hopefully this was valuable as a companion episode to episode one hundred and two about the the list manager and um, some ideas, as Martin said. Happy to hear from you if any of this uh, this resonated with you.
Um, and as we wrap up, a quick reminder of the GTD Summer Camp 2024, which we are really excited about. We have participants from all over the world now, Europe, North America, South America, Asia too. Um, we really hope to see you there. It takes place June 15 to 16, 2024. It'll be in Denmark again. If you want to learn more, head on over to gtdsummercamp.com where you can yeah, learn more about it. And you can also sign up, of course. So. We hope to see you there. We do. And uh, just some, one piece of information regarding this, that uh, if you're not familiar with Denmark and think, oh, how do I travel to that venue? It's very difficult. No, it's not, because GGDers are the nicest people. We are trying to help each other <laughs> to, getting to get to that place with the least effort. So so if you, if you sign up, say that I need some help to get from to the venue, and uh, some person will then reach out to you in good time so that you can relax about how you will get to the venue so and as we always wrap up we do with a quick reminder for you to head on over to vitallearning.eu have a look around on the website learn more about the different offerings a lot more about getting things done about crucial conversations for mastering dialogue crucial conversations for accountability have there's much more information there of course information about some really great courses so learn more there you can find your way to the different country websites as well and learn more in each of those languages if you are outside the nordics plus then head on over to cruciallearning.com to find your local partners mm -hmm. Good. And uh, if you are uh, looking for coaching in the US and Canada, go to gtdfocus.com. Um, that is the place for coaching. I had some people asking me, where do we get that? And that is gtdfocus.com. These people are trained by David Allen Company and some of them are old employees of the David Allen Company. Really good people when it comes to coaching. So go there. Um, that I think we will wrap up with me saying as I always do uh, thank you for listening and until next time stay safe and stay productive bye 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 everyone